everybody, welcome back to Game Master's Getaway. This is Gary. Uh, this episode, we do a one-shot of the Star Wars Edge of the Empire game. This was a ton of fun. I don't know if we're going to do this again. I, actually, I think we might play this again away from the podcast. <laughs> we'll just have to see what happens. But um, big thanks to Matt, Brian, and Thomas. I love playing games with you guys. Thomas, thanks for uh, showing up to help out with the podcast. We all three really do appreciate it. Um, without further ado, here we are at uh, Dead Star Wars or Star Wars Deadwood or whatever you want to call it. Have fun, guys. I'll catch you on the back end. Hey. What's going on, Gary? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Thomas. What's up? Hello, hello. Hello. What's going on? I'm good. Oh, we are waiting for Brian to join, who's okay. having to read things. We've been messaging back and forth. He should really just join the call. Oh, yeah. yeah so I, that- I lost mine. I had to redo it, but it didn't take too long. Yeah. Hey, did you... Um, man, I thought that the, the PDF I sent you guys, the form fillable... Did the XP? I thought that calculated it for you. I remember there was one that did. Uh, I'm at zero right now, so I just didn't put anything in there. I guess I should yeah. fill that in. Yeah. No, no, no. What I mean is, did it calculate? Um, so there was one, and I got, I probably sent y'all the wrong one. There is one that you can put in, like Bothan, mm-hmm. and it puts the experience points that you have in there. Oh, so yeah. when you're building your character, it'll show you. How much oh, experience you does it spend. automatically? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't think that's the one y'all got. Cause... No, yeah, no, I I basically was using a scratch pad and then just typing it all in. So, but I think I did it right. Um, I may have shorted myself, but I'm not going to worry Hold too much on. about it. Uh, Brian, join this call, dude. What are you doing? Hold on, let me see if I can find this. after we got off the call last week that the uh the colonist book has like special duty and uh like character stuff in it i didn't realize that yeah it's got extra things in it but i was just trying to cut it down because we were kind of having to go back and forth oh yeah i don't i don't think it like changes stuff much but it's like it's slightly more specific and things like that but right like it kind of works out the same basically just is uh, a lot of the, uh, uh, I guess, town stuff that you were working with, was there like some uh, part of that colonist uh, handbook contain, like town creations type uh, no, recommendation? No, 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 not at all. Um, you know, the, the source books, hey, somebody send Brian a text. Tell him to take the call. <laughs> Matt, I will. Send him I'm a, doing it. Well, I explain this. 
Um, no, the source books are actually uh, pretty simple. Some are much better than others. Um, but what do you call it? So there's the different specializations. Hey, Brian, there's a different specializations. Then usually you get some equipment and some extra talents and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, okay. okay. So, all right, Brian, what's up, man? Hi. What's going on? I hey. I, I feel like in a strange way I delight in this moment. Yeah. Okay. So since you're just joining, I will explain to the people who are listening. By the way, we've got a lot of background noise tonight from somewhere. Um, Brian and me had miscommunications, so we're redoing the character. So basically, Brian, you have you had 100 XP to start with, and then you bought 10 XP with 10 obligation. Are you, you think you're good now? I'm good. All right, and you have 25 obligation. All right. This game, I told you guys before, we, there's another podcast where I said this game might be a little complicated for, uh, for just voice, but we're going to give it a shot. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. All right. Everybody good? Everybody got everything they need? Definitely. Yep. I think so. <laughs> All right. So if you would, please... Oh, dude, what happened? That's my stereo. <laughs> copyright, copyright. copyright. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> hey, Matt, if you would tell us all a little bit about your character. Tell us your character's name. Sure. And uh, uh, just the, the basics. Sure. Yeah, uh, I, my name is Vimot Zir. I'm a Bothan uh, from, I guess, the Core Worlds, uh, who headed off to the edge of the galaxy. Uh, he was uh, disenchanted with his... Uh, I guess his protege, uh, my character worked for someone in the uh, Senate who uh, was easily swayed by the machinations of the empire. Uh, while my guy is not exactly an idealist, he's definitely not thrilled with the way things turned out following the clone wars. So, um, I thought it'd be a good idea to leave and I may have made an enemy or two on my way out. So I'm kind of laying low with, right. with my trusty slug thrower. <clears throat> Nice. Brian, your character. All right. Well, she's a Twi'lek, uh, Deb on Wool. Uh, Deb is a colonist with an entrepreneur specialization. She's down and out. She has a, a close friend, a colleague that's a former TIE pilot who's now disabled. Because, you know, those TIE pilots are always crashing in the stuff, getting hurt, and the Empire doesn't really care about them. But she does. She cares about Alec. Um, and uh, her and her friend Alec have, uh, have uh, decided to try to, to make a go of it in uh, opening up a, a pawn shop or a general store or of wares uh, – procuring whatever items are needed in our own remote little corner of the world. And, uh, she's, she's just hoping to, to, to carve her name, uh, in the cosmos. Uh, so heard. All right, Thomas. Uh, my character is Maximilian Duro. He goes by Max. He's a human. Um, he, uh, Wears a wide brim hat and a, a duster with a thick mustache and a scar on his cheek. Comes from a poor family. He joined the military, uh, but was drummed out for a, a charge of false cowardice. 
Um, and so now he makes his, uh, his makes his, he makes his living as a lawman, and he lives by a code that he must always follow. All right. So a little background. Uh, actually, wait a second. I had this all set up. Just a second. God damn my stereo. Anyway, <laughs> on the far edges, I was going to read this whole thing, but it just got screwed up. Um, all right. So you guys, your characters have um, come into a claim for this business on the planet of Car 2. You've been there a few weeks now, just long enough to get your business set up to basically know your neighbors. Um, this is an island planet. The it's think uh, um, think tropics. Think maybe sort of a, a Philippines. I don't know how to explain it, man. A um, a Hawaii like planet almost, right? Islands, lots of water, no huge continents. But you've gotten the claim there, but not through ordinary means. Most people would have applied and signed up for a lottery. Each of you owed somebody something, and you owed it to the same person. So this person has planted you here with this grand opportunity, with this business, has set you up, and they are generally the only person that you're going to have to answer to. Now... What you didn't know was when this adventure starts, we're going to begin in the morning time. And as you, the three of you are gathered on your veranda, overlooking this small settler's town, uh, as the day begins, drinking your coffee, getting ready to tackle the day. Across the street, you can see the hotel where a large, boxy alien by the name of Swarg is standing outside yelling at uh, his Trandoshan bodyguard, Zask. You can't tell what they're saying, the, the language. There's nothing there. They stop yelling at each other long enough to wave to you. You can see across the street from them is Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill is the most human of human people you can imagine. He is flawed in every single way. He's an addict to more substances than we know the names of. But he will fix you up if you take a bullet or a blaster bolt. And as you're taking this town in and how little traffic there is, there's no ships coming into the starport. There's really nothing happening. You hear your hollow receiver start to fire up. You see an image of the person that you owe your obligation to this business to. His name is Zazi. And it's, he is still a bit of a mystery to you. He always, you've only met him on hologram. His, he wears a mask. You can tell that he's humanoid, but most of him is hidden beneath a dark robe. And he obviously talks with some sort of electronic uh, voice disguiser. Um, and you hear him and he comes across, oh, good morning. Good morning. Um, something to talk about. And he points, Matt, I'm so sorry. What's your character's name again? Vimont Zier. Vimont Zier. So first things first, before we get into this, um, I rolled your obligation earlier, and your obligation came up as the group obligate, obligation, which is why Zazi is calling you right now. All right. So 
we can go into explaining this. We can just move on. But your strain thresholds are all going to lower by two for this adventure. Okay. So whatever your strain threshold is, you're going to lower this by two. Also understand that this is kind of tacked onto the adventure. I was not, nothing I was doing planned for this. So I just had to figure it out. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Second thing we need to do before, just in case you guys start to start shooting, we all need to roll for force points. Force points, I'll explain them more later, but basically we all need to roll one force die. That is the white die with the white and black pips on it. You see the die I speak of. I have rolled a dark side. <laughs> You're one dark I side. Okay. Two white pips. Two white pips. Uh, All right. I rolled nothing, I believe. Um, I don't think that's possible oh, I on might... the force die. I think I rolled the wrong die. The force die is which one? The It's the white die okay. with the uh, white and black spots. Okay. Just plain old spots. It's a 12-sider, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, for yeah. me, it's a yellow. Hmm. No. Okay. It shouldn't be. It should be. Are you using the die? Are you... If... Do you not have the white die? Are you on an app? Or uh, I'm on. Device? I'm on an app, uh, and is it the Fantasy Flight app? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, hang on. It should be down on the dice tray. It's a white twelve-sided die with. It has white spots and black spots. No symbols. Not the same symbols. Okay, I do not have that on there. That's hmm. weird. Yeah, you do. It's there. Um, hang on, real quick. Let me boot the app up and see if I can help you out here. Um, just send it. Here's Star Wars. Did you do the Star Wars dice app or the Genesis dice app? Oh, the Star Wars. Okay. I just sent it. Yeah, so if you go down in the dice tray, there's the little three dot button. Oh. You see, and that'll open up the dice, all the dice you're going to add to your tray. <clears throat> There it is. So I is... found it. Found it. There you yep. go. All right. All right. Go ahead. All then. right. I got one uh, white pip. Not a one white. Yeah. Okay. And I got. Oh man, two white pips. Which means there is one dark side point <clears throat> and five light side points. Um, briefly, you can use these to modify die rolls or affect the story in small ways. Think of it like this. When you need to upgrade a die roll, you're going to want to flip one of those points. All right? Okay, so ah, Zazie's on the line, and he says, and I'm sorry, what is your character's name again? God. Zir. His name is Zir. Vimont Zir. Vimont. He goes, Vimont, this morning there will be a meeting. It will be at the Shevin's Hotel. His name is Swarg. I need you to get in there. I need you to meet them. I need you to tell me everything about it. Thank you very much. He, his image turns a little bit. Deb, I need batteries. Lots and lots of batteries. I'm on the case, boss. Good. He looks at you. Marshall, 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, don't don't kill too many people today. Okay, I am out. Little thing goes down. That's all you know. All right. So there you are enjoying your coffee. You're overlooking the town. There are not, if you were, honestly, there's probably about 10 people out. If you wanted to get crazy about it, you'd probably know all their names. However, one thing you do see, Deb, walking down the street, probably about two turns away, is a drunk with a large bag over his shoulder. And you know this drunk as, uh, what is his name? Damn it, I just wrote down Bobby. His name is Bobby. He's Bobby the Drunk, and you know that he's coming to sell you some things. Oh, Bobby, it's a beautiful day for opportunity. What opportunity do you have for me in that bag? Well, he's he's going to take a little bit to get to you, but you do see him staggering down the road. Um, Max, you from down on the street, you hear a Sulliston a very angry Sullivan, who you don't quite understand that well, yelling at you, Max, Max, Max. And then you hear the little chirps and blurbs that you think might mean I need to talk to you. Okay, I'll, uh, is he nearby or where is he? He's de- he is outside of the store, he, outside of the store, and yeah, on the street outside. You guys are on the veranda up top. You know, think of Deadwood. Right. You're having your morning coffee. Like, uh, I'll be right there. Uh, I, I I light oh. up a death stick, and then I make my nice. way down to uh, the Celestin. Okay, so at this point, we're going to go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. We're going into what is called structured time. You all three have missions. Okay? Um, you need to get into Matt, you need to get into that right. meeting. You've got a sale coming, and you have an angry citizen. Mm-hmm. So, to roll initiative for combat, you are going to use cool or vigilance. Um, since all of you guys know what's coming, I'm going to let you choose whether to use cool or vigilance. But this is a simple check, so there are no opposition dice. Okay. Um Remember, the explosions are successes. Oh, right, right. Okay. The other, the the, the symbol is an advantage. I've got two successes and four advantages. Okay. I have one triumph and one success. Nice. I have, looks like four advantages, and that's it. Okay. So, give me just a second here to roll initiative for uh, Bobby the Drunk. (laughs) And and then I will roll initiative. Um, I tell you what, Matt, not Max, uh, Boffin. um, Vmot. You're Vimont. I'm we're gonna say your character is are you headed towards Swarg? We're letting the marshal go downstairs. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I was gonna finish my uh my uh I guess my espresso or whatever I'm drinking. Uh uh and say uh have a have a good day. Um hold on a second. 
uh, have a good day, Miss Wool, uh, Mr. Duro. And then I'll, uh, and as I pass by uh, the, the Bobby the drunk, I'll just kind of tip my, I guess, hat and just say, good day, Mr. Drunk. And then just continue my way across the street. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So here is the turn order. Um, Swarg rolled a three. The next highest roll was Brian. The next highest roll was Thomas. Then it was Bobby. And I can't believe I forgot to name the Angry Sullustan. I've just been calling him Angry Sullustan. It's horrible. Um, and then we had Matt. Now, the, the way the, the structured time works in this game is that you just get slots, right? So we basically have six slots. A Swarg will go first. But because you guys are in a group, you have the second the third, and the last slot. That belongs to the party. Y'all can decide who goes first. Very cool. So, so roll order is Brian, uh, Thomas would be next, and then Matt would be next after that. I mean, in terms of proximity, it looks like uh, VZ, he's already heading down to go talk. So, Matt, you're, you're going to talk to... Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yes. yeah! I uh, I'll be uh, because I'm a nervous sort. I will certainly have my 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 bolt thrower <laughs> pistol. Kind of hidden, okay, well, but I'm, do, not, I'm, not, want... I'm not holding it out or anything. And and if I get any sense that uh, I I definitely want to avoid the angry guy. I don't. Yeah. Hey, man. You're just you've just been asked to try to get into a meeting. That's really it. There's Swarg is having a meeting, and. Basically, what was asked of you is that you go make friends and somehow weasel your way okay. into that meeting. You, I mean, you know, it is Star Wars. There are guns, but, I, you know, you don't always have to worry about a fight. You know what I mean? Well, my, my character okay. does worry about a fight, though. He's paranoid. He's uh, oh, paranoid. Okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right. So, Swarg actually goes first, and he enters uh, his his bar. His hotel. So, um, do you, would you like to follow him in, Matt? That would be, and we're not in combat, so combat rules are a lot more structured. We'd be talking about ranges and maneuvers and all of that. We're about to get to that, but right now you can just follow him in or, you know, look around and whatever it is that you would do other than follow him. Uh, no, I'll follow him in. And uh, I, I'm assuming uh, his Zask, the Zask, the Trandoshan follow, like, go with him, or is he standing guard outside? Uh, good question. Zask actually is always with him, so Zask will go inside. Oh, okay. Uh, they both go All right, inside. I will follow yeah. him in. I get ready to put on the okay. charm. Okay, so you follow him in. As soon as you come in the door, there's a large Trandoshan standing over you with a hand on your shoulder, hissing in your face. Why are you following us? Cut two. Who's next? Thomas Deb, or she's not Deb. Yep, uh, she's Brian? Deb? Uh, yeah, I mean, Deb is going to shout down at, at uh, Bobby in the main thoroughfare or walkthrough and say... Uh, you say, you know, hey, hey, hey get a move on. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what you've got for me today. And uh, 
And Bobby looks up at you drunkenly, kind of sways a little bit, puts a finger to his lips, making the shush sound, and points his finger for you to meet him in the back. Ooh, it's going to be one of those sort of mornings. She'll flick her head tails back and head head down. Okay, you can't tell if he falls into the alley, but he's moving in the direction of the, the alley behind. Um, and that's for Bobby's turn as well. The angry Celestin is still down, is still just yelling outside, practically kicking up dirt. Batteries, batteries, batteries. That's all you can really translate. Um, Thomas, it is now your all right, turn. I, I mosey up to him. Uh, take a long drag off my death stick, and then say, uh, morning, sunshine. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let's, let's go ahead and make this a roll. Are you trying to charm him, or are you trying to coerce him in uh, some way? What? Look at yeah, your skill. Yeah, I mean, list. I would say, yeah, charm, probably. I'm just... Yeah. You would say charm. Okay. So let me pull that up. Okay, so charm is gonna be a an opposed skill to this person's okay. cool, which is only gonna be two purple dice. Obviously he doesn't mm-hmm. have much cool. So you're gonna be two purple difficulty, but we are going to add one black. What is this called again? This is the setback, uh, yeah. setback dice. Yep, so two purples and one setback. I'm rolling uh, two green and one yellow. One proficiency, two ability. All right. All right, go for it. Okay, so I rolled net two disadvantage. Okay, so it was a wash except for two disadvantage. Okay, um, you know what? I would like for you, for those two disadvantage, I would like for you to lose okay. one strain. Because the reason why you can lose that one strain is because the Celestin stomps his foot on the ground. And whatever word it is he's trying to say makes the most, it's that sound, it's, you just can't, it makes you almost want to shrivel. You've just pissed him off a mm-hmm. little bit more. Mm-hmm. All right? Take one strain and... That may be another setback dice. Okay, so we're going to call that round one. Round two. Cut two. Swarg's turn. He steps in between Zask and you. And, oh, friends, friends, friends. This I know. I've been watching him. He's, he's no harm. Come, have a drink, Zask. Calm down. Take something, Zask. And he walks you over towards the bar. Uh, so, so sorry about that. Here, let me get you a drink. I have a meeting in a minute. I, I, I can't be late. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to say, well, allow me to get you a drink. I know you own this place, but uh, I, I, I have heard, I've, I've only been here for a little while, but I've heard you're the man to know. And uh, I think uh, we need to speak with respect to what uh, my business partners and I can do for you. And I'd like to put up the charm to see if I can... Uh... You'd like to put up the charm. Okay, so this... Uh, let me look him up real quick because I know I started this out for him. So charm is going to be your charm versus his cool. And that is going to be three purple dice, three difficulty dice. However, 
Uh, he has one skill. Let me look at that. So that is another red. And I am going to flip my only force point. And I'm going to upgrade this other purple to a red. So your difficulty, whatever your skill is, you are rolling against one purple die, two red die. Oh, okay. All right. One purple, right. two red. I'm starting to see how this works here. <laughs> All right. I have, oh, uh, a net two success with one advantage. Ah, well, you know what? That's mighty nice of you. Um, look, let's obviously you want to do business. Keep your money. I'll buy you a drink. Why don't you hang out for a minute? I've got a couple minutes before the meeting. Cut to Brian. Deb has Deb opens the yeah, door. She's walking out there with two cups of coffee. coffee. Uh, and, uh, she's, she's leaning in there and seeing how far in the alley has he been able to make it. He's actually already in the back, kind of sitting in the dirt. I don't really know if he's asleep because he's making, he's going to sit down right next to him, plop her butt down, drink from her coffee and go, come on now. You didn't come all this way to fall asleep on me. She'll hand out the cup of coffee to him. I was like, oh, that's that's nice. I'm almost, I'm almost. I know how you like it. I put a little bit of that bantha wine. Oh, you're you're the grace. So listen, I want to show you this. I got a bag. I got a bag of batteries, but these aren't just any batteries. These will fit all the generators that we have here in town. He opens the bag and basically, um, he shows you what looks to be batteries from generators from different farm generators or moisture evaporators or whatever that have been ripped out of machines. And he said, I'm not trying to be sneaky. I just, I, I just wanted to give you a fair deal first. Cause you're always so, well, nice I'm just so delighted to see what sort of work you've been doing. An honest man doing some hard labor out on those various, uh, pastured, that's what I've been trying to tell everybody. So what do you get? The way I this? see it, um, that coffee there is worth a little bit of something. My company's worth a little bit of something. And how about? Oh, time to make a negotiation. Oh, oh well, of course it is. <laughs> All right, negotiation. <laughs> I have got a negotiation of. It has one little square. Uh, so I roll one little square. No. Does that mean that you put one? What is okay? There should be next to the negotiation. Oh yeah, here sheet, we go. It should say three which... uh, green and one yellow. All right, three green. What is you? So you have a yeah. You have uh, more yes. presence, and you have a skill in. Okay, here we go. Yeah, three green and one yellow. The oh, difficulty. Oh, sorry. Whoops. Hold on. Hold on. You you have two difficulty dice. Um. However, you are going, so that's two purple dice, and you're going to take two setback dice, one for him being drunk, and two, because maybe there's a certain amount of money he absolutely has to get. Absolutely. So I have two hand? purples, two blacks, one yellow, and three green. Yes. And instead of doing something where we, we look, I get into a book and we look up the rarity and everything... We're going to say this is a transaction that your business can handle, 
and we're just seeing what kind of price you get off of it. And we'll, I will go from there. I got we're not going to get too official. Three successes, right two advantages, three failures, one threat. Okay, so you got to balance those. You got to. All right, so successes and failures balance out. Two advantages, one threat. What do you have left? Uh, I've got one advantage. You have one advantage. Okay, so you didn't succeed. He's still negotiating with you, but he didn't succeed either. All right. So, cut to. Cut to Thomas talking with an angry Celestin who is incredibly angry. Batteries, 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 batteries. He points a finger at you and he says, you, something by tomorrow. And then that's like all you can figure out is something by tomorrow. And he storms off and walks around the corner and he's out of view. But he is very angry. Well. Sheds a lot of light on uh, his problem. <laughs> so basically, you need to figure out where his sure. batteries are coming from. Um, do you want to? What do you want? It's your turn. What would you um, like to do? Do I do I know him at all? Do I recognize him? You do know him. In fact, uh, he has a small farm. It's, it's not even a farm. It's mm-hmm. more like a butcher shop kind of around the corner. Um, he keeps a, a few animals there live, you know, like he'll have these sort mm-hmm. of like razor pigs that come in every once in a while that he'll butcher fresh. But for the most part, it's just, it's, it's just meat. Are there any it other stores or people that live nearby? Um, you know, I don't have anything down right now. So what I would say is that, yes, there's probably Mm -hmm. a couple of other shops. And in fact, let's go even further. I'm going to go ahead and write this down. There are other shops near him. They are all, Mm -hmm. um, Soliston and they all wear the same symbol, which is sort of a, um, circular geometric pattern. Um, but there's not a lot of them, you know, maybe mm-hmm. like, a, you know, a family, two families, something like that. And he would, you would see him kind of as the representative mm-hmm. for their little spot in the neighborhood. Uh, well, right. then I would want to go try to canvas them, like see if they saw anything. Okay. So we're going to say that you go around the corner. Now we're going to cut to Matt. Now, real quick, Matt. Um you just made a roll, correct? Yeah, yeah. And you had advantage, so you get another turn. You get another roll, another action. Oh, okay. What would you? I mean, this is the well. I take we're at the top of the the next round. If this were combat, it would be your turn to shoot, basically. What would you like your character to do? All right. Well, I'm I'm kind of chatting him up a little bit, and I I know for that he considers himself the leader of the community um uh and i know he's meeting with someone do is can i use like streetwise or something to kind of maybe deduce who he might be meeting with before i continue um, chatting him yeah, up yeah actually i'll i'll tell you um that the only people of any import for him to meet with would be um 
the other shop owners that have just been here longer than you, right? Like Dr. Bill, um, maybe even the angry, but somebody find a Star Wars name generator while I'm talking. Oh, I already got it. His name is One Lum. Um, (laughs) One Lum, gotcha. (laughs) All right. Well, One Lum. I'll I'll add. Yeah. Go ahead. No, so it would be those those local local business people. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, if I, I I'll I'll just uh, I guess I'll tell him, and maybe I guess maybe this is a deception role. Tell him that you know you, you know we're new here, but we we represent uh, interests that uh, uh, are off world and may have uh, their sights set on this settlement. And I know you're the man to talk to, and. Uh, uh, as well as uh, the other shop owners, and I, I think you should uh, give me an opportunity to, uh, I guess, uh, speak with. Sure. Roll. Um, what did we have before? It was. I upgraded that roll like crazy. I tell you what, it's going to be another charm roll, and you're going to be rolling against two difficulty dice and one challenge dice. Okay, so that's. Uh, give me a second here. Oop wrong buttons there you go and then two difficulties the purple and then one black one red oh one red that's right okay yes uh can i use a force point on this you absolutely can and what that means is one of your green dice is upgraded to a yellow okay so you pull one of the green dice out and you replace it with yellow all right hold on a second Okay. There we go. Uh, I have a total net of, I think that is a triumph, and that's it. It's the the circle with, like, the sword star thing. Yeah. Okay. So a triumph is is kind of a big deal. Um, A triumph is, you know, in in combat, this would be like, you know, you hit the spot on the Death Star. You know what I mean? It would, it's it's a big movie moment. Nice. So I tell you, mechanically, I'm going to tell you that Swarg is now, he he likes you and you can tell that he likes you. If for no other reason, you know, you got Chut's book, kid. You know that I like, I like your, your directness. And he, um, he's going to accept you. Now, if you have another idea of what to use for the triumph, we can do that. But what I'm going to say is, as of right now, this stranger, who is typically very suspicious of newbies, has just decided that he likes you. And he says, you know, we're, we're going to have a meeting upstairs in just a little bit. I think it'd be a good idea for you to be there. And I'm just going to put my hands out, uh, you know, in a sign of friendship and just say, I think that's a wonderful, wonderful idea uh, Swarg, um, you really should be the leader of this community. Awesome. Okay, now cut to Brian. You are in the back alley. You get one more roll. There's no. It's just going to be two purples. Uh, you got one advantage, so I'm going to take away one of the um, black setback dice. But I'm also going to take away the second. It's just going to be straight up two purple dice, because you know, drunk Billy's he's getting kind of tired. He's been drunk for a while. You gave him some coffee. He's starting to wake up. He just wants to sell these things. And I, so I'm, I'm definitely going to try to say, you know what? I got a nice cot 
I know you've slept there more than a few times. Why not we make it one more? And just trying to give him a little place where he can have a little safe little little bit to, to kind of relax and help him in with his bag. And this is going to be a great deal for us. She's going to take a very assumptive tone with him. That this is like this is very so. Uh, right. so, so I roll my uh, three greens, one yellow, two purples, one black. And if, yep, and if no, Got no it. black, just two purples. And if you wanted, although I think it's probably a pretty easy rule for you, you could flip a she force, has the force. That's. No, no, no. Force points. Remember, oh, we yeah. rolled the oh, force yeah, 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 earlier. Yeah. And for force points, yeah. So you you guys as a party have five force mm. points. If you were to spend one of those, you could upgrade. She's feeling one pretty confident that uh, that her and 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 Bob's here are are going to come to terms. So she's going to go ahead and make this roll with the three green, one yellow, two purple. All right, come on, Bobby. Let's right, let's find you a nice warm cot, <laughs> and. He stumbles inside next to you. You sure are pretty for a, you know. I'll consider that the nicest compliment I'll hear all day. Four successes and one advantage. All right, mate. Okay, so not only does he sell them to you, not only do you get them for almost nothing, he confesses to you, you probably shouldn't sell those over to the one loans. Just just in case you can't trust I would them. never right, dare go you get now. yourself some good seeds, Bobs. <laughs> okay. Um so just to mm-hmm. end this up, Thomas, you turn the corner and without even really having to do much investigating, you do see there is, you know, sort of in there in their little courtyard of their little, you know, they've got a shop and it's kind of got Mm -hmm. this behind spot where they keep things. There is a machine. You do see a generator pulled out of it. You look down the street, you see a couple more spots where Mm -hmm. generators, you know, just little batteries have been pulled out of, you know, power sources. So there definitely was something that happened and um, it wouldn't be too hard if you were to find one of these batteries you know, to figure out if those uh, gonna, were the batteries or can not. Can I check where the batteries were installed to see if there's any kind of like substance on them, like grease or any liquids or? Nah. So basically, it looks like they were mm-hmm. uh, maybe shocked out with a tool, some kind of, you know, Star mm-hmm. Wars shock crowbar or something. And there were just wires pulled out. In fact, the batteries that you, Thomas, know about that your character may not know about Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are now sitting in the shop with your partners have a bunch of ripped out wires, too. Is there like, uh, you said there, I can see multiple generators. Is there like, um, is there like a path, like a trail that's like, is it every house in a direction or something like that? Oh, you're so observant. It actually, it's going uh, west. So if you imagine that the town is basically like a crossroads, right? And y'all shop is on, on one of the corners. On the road leading to the west, those, that's the direction it was, it was hit. Um, you don't know about the other street, but I'm telling you to make things more fun that 
Yes, it starts. All right, well, I'm going to follow that that, uh, that path then. Okay. So, um, mm-hmm. let's you're going to walk down the path. Matt, as you're sitting in there and you and Swarg are having a laugh and a morning whiskey, you hear a it's like something coming overhead and in fact, Deb, you hear it and the you can both kind of feel it, you know, things shake a little bit as if like there's a big something coming in or at least something loud. Um, Thomas, I would say even you hear it. Uh, you know what? Actually, you should make a role. Where's that character sheet? Like, like an observation role. Vigilance or something? Where would it be? Perception. There we go. Yeah, make a vig- make a. Uh, okay. Yeah, make a perception role with two purples. Let's make it an okay. average an average roll. Uh, I rolled two successes. Okay. Not only do you see it coming in, but you recognize it from the sound. It is a Clone Wars era L, mm-hmm. What are those called? The LAAPs, the, the big troop carriers that would carry the clones in? Yes, LATS. It's one of those, although it has been painted like a drab green. Um, and the big rocket launchers have been pulled off. But you see it, and it basically looks like it's landing right in the middle of town. Um Initial reactions. Initial Deb is going to drink the rest of her coffee and uh, go grab her <laughs> paring dagger out from underneath the counter. Uh, and she'll just kind of step into the front doorway of her of the shop of, of Woolwares. <laughs> anyway, um, and and uh, <laughs> she's going to just say to herself, low altitude assault transport. Yeah, that's just the sort of thing we want to see around here. And that's it. All right. Um, so would I have seen this uh, being inside? You you have heard it. Um, and actually, Well, let me ask you this. Is uh, it... Swarg, Swarg okay. looks at you and he goes, oh, must be the guest of honor. He's kind of being facetious. The Contessa is here. Ah, Contessa, huh? Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Deb... When the door the door slides open, and actually when you look inside, you see that the inside of this has been retrofitted. It's cushions and you know a chair. It's actually kind of nice inside. Think um remember how in Dune like everything was fairly optimal sure. in the inside of the military ships? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what this looks like. And stepping out of this is a human woman who's, I would say she's in like a Princess Leia gown, right? Red with a high collar with a white, you know, a big white high collar. And she steps out. She looks at you. She nods. She walks around the ship. And uh, she is actually followed by a large Wookiee. Wearing sort of just, I guess, like, I don't know, Wookiee robes or something, 
you know, some kind of, it, it's, it covers most of him, but you can still, you know, he's a Wookiee. It's kind of without sleeves, maybe a, like a cape almost. Um, just something to keep him warm and his Wookiee bag. Uh, but he's, he's definitely there to protect her. Um, she'll, she'll, she'll just definitely, uh, just kind of shout out like a, like a, like a greeting, uh, you know, for the, for the place. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's an awful nice ship. Uh, just like a, like a compliment and, uh, just, just something, just kind of get on her good side, just to get a smile out of her, and just see if she has any sort of social response that's favorable by complimenting her ship. Sure. Hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and make a charm roll, and you are going to roll that against three purples and one red. All right. And with my charm, I've got two yellows, two greens, and I got two purples and two reds. Right. So I'm rolling. No, no, no. Oh, nope. <laughs> no, 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 three no, purples, you one red. three purples, one red, and then her two yellows and yes. two greens. Here we go. Drum roll, please. And she has the end result is three successes and one advantage. She smiles at you and says, I'll have to come see your shop sometime. You have exceedingly good taste. And she turns around. She goes to walk into the hotel. The Wookiee makes a little nice like, noticed. man, we got to go we'll shopping. Wear it. It's open for business. <laughs> and um, as, as uh, they walk in to the hotel that Swargones, you see that there's actually a pilot in the lot. He takes off real quick. And he sails away. Um, Matt, as they walk in, Swarg gets up and scuttles over to her as quickly as he can, takes her hand in his grimy little paws and places it close to his snout like he's kissing her hand. Ah, uh, Contessa, I'm so honored you could be with us today. Whiskey? She smiles and it's obvious that it is a fake smile. And she says, yes, whiskey's for us all before we begin this meeting. The Contessa looks at you, raises an eyebrow as if she's almost too tired to care. You guys are not how she wants. She does not want to be spending her time in this place. Okay. So let's uh, imagine that's the end of the yeah. first scene. Before the all end right. of the first scene, could I... But can Go I ahead. like Go make ahead. a knowledge core worlds roll to see if I know who she is or should I get any? You absolutely can. And we're going to consider this a hard okay. roll. I also am going to add two setbacks. That's the dice. red one, right? Oh, no, it's three purples and two oh, blacks. Okay. And I'm going to add those for reasons that may be revealed. All right, later. so how many purples again? I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to be, yeah, three purples, two blacks. Okay. And if you get a success on this. I have be... one green and one yellow, so probably not. Oh! Yeah, no, this oh, is. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Uh... Would you like to use a force point? Uh, no, I, I rolled, so. Uh... <laughs> 
Hold on, I don't care. Don't oh, tell okay. me the roll. Would you would you like to flip sure. a force point? So now you guys have four, but I have two. So just remember, so the way force points works, you don't spend them for the whole game. They are not gone. When you when you spend a light side force point, it becomes a dark side force point, right? <laughs> so it, there's an economy to this. The more you spend, the more I have. Oh. But if I think, but I think if you if if you guys are hoarding points, I'm a very sort of jealous and angry. <laughs> you can't have that. <laughs> okay, so go ahead and make your roll. You have flipped yeah. a force point as so you can upgrade one of your greens right, so to a yellow. basically two yellow and all the bad stuff here. Okay. Uh, you know oh. what? Wait a second. Real quick. Did you write down anything? You know what? You don't. Have, I was going to ask about your data pad, but you're not going to whip your data pad out. You're just trying to see if you know yep. a glance. Go ahead. Well, not good. I have Four, I think, despair and two threats in total. Okay. The Contessa does not like the way you were looking at her. It's going to be incredibly oh, no. hard, incredibly hard for you to make friends okay. with her. The Wookiee has sort of an under his breath growl. There is something about you that has set them off. One, you're a boffin, which means you're probably a spy. Racism, man. You have that going there. <laughs> yep. Two, two, she obviously doesn't want people thinking about her that much. Hmm. Maybe there's, a, you right. know what I mean? Like we're, we're on a colony and you looked a little too curious. You have dug yourself a hole with the Contessa, sir. Grim. Okay. Okay. So we are going to leave structured time. We're no longer in any kind of turn order. You guys are all separated. Um, just to kind of sum up events, you are in a meeting. Matt, you are have been taken upstairs and are in a meeting with Swarg. The Contessa, Dula is her name, D-Du, as in D-O-O-L-A, um, Dr. Billy, and One Lum. Uh, you are upstairs in Swarg's office. Behind Swarg are double doors that lead to a balcony that would look out over the crossroads. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Thomas, where would you like mm -hmm. to start? Let's say we've gotten back from commercial. Where would you like to start this? Yeah, I want to. I want to find the end of that. Are you still looking for evidence, or maybe you? Okay, and Deb, when the scene opens, what is your character kind of? She is looking What's through and right now, trying to Andy? categorize the batteries and see if there's any sort of. Um, any sort of um, consistent factor, like are they? Do they look like they're all from like the, you know, the same sort of setup? It's what? What's the rhyme or reason of this? Because she knows that she needs it. She needs to get these. These, yeah, the exactly. So these batteries are one of the things about this uh, colony is a lot of people kind of rushed out here. 
and you know because you're a shopkeeper and you're dealing these things that a lot of the equipment out here is old these are batteries that are they don't really use in um you know you, it takes these batteries from these particular machines that are outdated they're, they're hard to get parts for but they were powerful it's kind of like you know everybody is doing an upgrade except you guys are poor you know what i mean and they don't really make these they're just <coughs> excuse me they're just slightly rare they're slightly more rare okay. than what you might find yeah, somewhere yeah. else but it'd be does that make sense like the machines are too expensive yeah. to replace she'll just, definitely want to oh, just need them yeah and they're very typical they're she'll very definitely typical want to mouth. impart whatever information to our uh our our prime benefactor by comlink or message or or you know code or whatever that you know she's managed to secure um secure secure some some desired resources and uh you know she wants to head across to uh to the to the hotel you know i mean it's it's got a bar in there right so Okay. So did you, right. So did you want to contact Zazie uh, or did you just want to set the batteries aside? Oh, no, no. We're... Drunk Billy in your shop or is, you know what, let's say, let's say, you know what, let's say drunk Billy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you turned to look and he, he found his third win, his fourth win. Away under some rock. All right. He he found his third wind. You put a little She'll bit of She'll definitely money let Zazie know that she's managed to, you know, I mean, do what the girl is supposed to do. And uh, if if uh, there's not anything else, then, you know, she All might right. go across and have a drink and check on VZ. Okay, so we'll say that you sent a quick Got message it. and that you are actually in the bar now. Okay? And the only person in the bar with you is Z uh, Zask. Uh, the Trandoshan, no one is behind the bar, and he keeps looking at you like, what, you, you expect me to pour you a drink? She's just smiling, saying, no, and, I just know, wanted to stare into your to deep red eyes. <laughs> if you'd like she to will. make a charm roll, you may. Um, she will. Or you can... She will, okay. Alright, so that's going to be versus his cool, which he's actually not that cool. So you're going to be looking at one purple, one red. And then my charm, which I've got. Minus your charm. Uh, of course, I got two and two. One, two, and one, two. And our result is uh, three successes and two advantages. So as nice as a Trandoshan can possibly be, he looks at you, gives you a hiss, reaches over the bar, grabs a decanter of whiskey and puts it in front of you. Don't tell anybody. Kind of looks away. So he basically just gave you some whiskey. Uh, cut to Thomas. Thomas, you have reached the end of mm -hmm. what you would call the uh, sort of maintained road. Everything, you've, you've reached the end of any kind of, you know, everything after that is just sort of this path mm -hmm. where settlers have gone off into the countryside. Okay. Um, but it has led you directly uh, at the end of the path is probably the most pitiful settler's shack ever. It uh, looks like it's fallen down and rickety. And you do know that that's where drunk Billy 
you know, is, I guess, lives when he ever, ever he makes it home. Um, and that is also where the last generator is. And it appears mm-hmm. that somebody stole Billy's generator as well. <laughs> Probably oh. Billy was drunk. So I, I know generator. he's not there, right? I saw him earlier. I didn't see him. Uh, you did not see him. You, you know, you were busy with one lump. All right. I'm going to, uh, and that's why he's bang on his door back at me. and uh, say, come on out, Billy. All right. I tell you what, make a, uh, a okay. simple uh, perception roll. Simple is no purple dice, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, two successes, one advantage. Yep. Okay. Uh, you hear nothing in there at all. You don't hear a dog or whatever the equivalent of the, of the dog would be. It's mm-hmm. you can kind of tell, you know, you have that cop sense. It's empty. All right. Um, there's also just a reminder, you may be a marshal, but there's, I mean, you sure, are sure. I mean, I, I was going to kick his door in. That makes That's any gonna, sense. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. So you kick his door in. Uh, Billy the drunk lives in a trashed out place. There's a little mat on the floor. Um, you see uh, deceased dead sticks and glitter stems and empty containers from whiskey. Um, you see whatever the equivalent of Star Wars porno <laughs> looks like. Um, you know, and this dude sleeps on mm-hmm. the floor. This, this guy's just, uh, he's a wreck. Um, while you're taking all that in, I want to go to Matt. Matt, you are upstairs and Swarg is about to, to give a little talk. Um, I would <laughs> like to try to, I mean, as I, you know, whenever we entered this room, uh, try to sit myself near Swarg, if not next to him, as if like to uh, accentuate the point that I'm a, I'm a guest of his. Okay, I'll say yeah. We'll say that you sort of uh, you're sort of out on the end towards which Swarg would lean. He's actually at a desk kind okay. of in front of you guys, and the other chairs are U shaped. So we can just say that you're not dead center if you know it's obvious that you want to be associated uh with swarg i will let that happen um swarg gives a, a little coffee so just to make sure we, we are all on the same page the information in this room is not to spread to anybody who does not have a vested interest in our community therefore no worker bees only landowners do we understand each other Everybody says yes. They nod their head. Even the Contessa seems to be a little bit serious about that. Now, as you know, there's a lot of money to be made here, but our overall goal, if we want to make that money, is to make sure that the Empire never, ever, ever, ever has a reason to come out here, which is why we need to keep things quiet. Do we understand each other? Everybody nods very seriously and it's at that point that you hear blaster fire in the air outside of the hotel and you hear a voice oh damn it Deb you done ripped me off 
Suar goes out to his veranda. Everybody goes out to the everybody that's upstairs goes out to the veranda, and you see drunk Billy, newly fucked up, excuse me, newly intoxicated, standing in the middle of the street, waving a blaster around. And Swarg says, I thought I told him to keep quiet. Now, um, yeah. Thomas, Max, right? Max, you are a little bit further away, but it's a small enough place that you heard the blaster shot. So we can say that yeah. you, you know, you can start making your way back. Uh, Deb, Billy, I know that you're in the bar, but Billy is looking at the door and to your shop. Is that damn it, Deb? You knew I was drunk. All He's right, she is going to. Also, as a hint, I also want you to know. Remember, this is all just obligation. I am rolling a four-sided die. The reason I am rolling that is because this is a timer. If we were playing my D twenty game, you would know that after I roll this, and it says two, that in two rounds something is going to happen. So oh, um, she is. Because obviously ahead, he doesn't Derek. know where she is at. She is going to uh, cautiously try to approach him from a place of stealth uh, to try to, to get behind him and, and, and disarm him. Okay, so you are going to engage. All right, so let's go ahead and um, roll initiative. Once again, you can roll cool um, or vigilance, and how about everybody goes ahead and rolls it? Because um, Max can make it there by the next combat round. You can use this round and make your way back. Okay. I got two successes, three Go advantages. Ahead, Brian. What'd you get? Two and three. Okay. Um, I only had two advantages. Matt? Not very quick. Okay. I have, a, oh, not a I have two success, two advantage. All right. Max. Okay. And Billy the Drunk rolls two success, one advantage. So um, you get to go first. Uh, we will start with you at the door. He is short range from you and not looking at you. So here's the way combat works. You get three basic, there's three things you can do. You get an, um, oh, what's it called? An incidental. This would be like something that doesn't take any effort. Dropping a gun, you know, something simple. You get a maneuver. Maneuvers are very specific. There is, and I'll explain these to you as you go, but you get aim, assist, guarded stance, interact with the environment, manage gear, mount, dismount, move, drop prone, stand, um, or prepare. Then you get an action. In combat, that action is typically to attack or to perform a skill check. Okay? There are modifiers to this. So tell me basically what you want her to do. And I will explain. To you She's how banking on the fact that he's okay. probably had a little bit to drink. She is going to, since he's firmly focused <laughs> on wool wares, and she is going to try to 
approach him quietly to disarm him quickly so he doesn't shoot up her shop. Okay. So this is going to be a brawl roll, right? So this is how this would work. He's within, from the door, he's in short range to you, okay, in the street. So as a maneuver, you can move to anywhere within short range. So that would be your maneuver, okay? Then you would be making a brawl check. Now, a brawl check is always two purple dice, right? Um, difficulty. So whatever your brawl is, you are rolling against this. However, you are also trying to do something specific in that you're trying to disarm him, which is kind of like a, that's more of a critical hit kind of thing. But I will allow it because there is kind of something in ship's rules, but I'm going to have to add a purple die. If you just want to smack him in the head and lay him out, it's two difficulty die. If you want to disarm Yikes! Him, and with one brawl, this is not her forte, but, you know, it's her shop. Yeah, you might want to draw. You might want to draw a pistol and just put one in his back as well. I mean, that's you know the sheriff. Oh, I mean, she doesn't want to know. shoot him. She We're needs not, him for future business proposition. Um, <laughs> so he is. He is a. Steady all right. So she's actually not going to do anything hostile. She's yes. going to walk, and she's going to put her hands up in the air. And just kind of shout shout to his name, something along the line of Okay. Uh, come now. This is this isn't the way for us to, to continue our day. Uh, and just try to try to diffuse the situation with some uh, with a little bit of deception. Sure, sure, absolutely. So why don't you make um, a deception roll. We're going to make it. He's angry. Um, so it's going to be his, <laughs> your deception versus a story of my dating life. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So let's make that two purple, but you're also trying to reason with a drunk. So I'm going to go ahead and throw in one setback. So two purple. Yeah, I mean, dice, one I know you setback. like that force, the dark side. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to flip a forcey here. Go for it. Upgrade one of your other guys. So I don't to, roll a white. Um... Okay. No. No, no, no. All you're to doing is upgrading one of your green dies to, to right. Yep. And with that, I've got one success and one threat. Okay. So, uh, Billy the Drunk turns around, and not only does he not shoot, his pistol comes down a little bit, but he is still angry. And he's actually going to make a coercion rule against you. So, but like I said, he's a drunk. Um, and it is going to well, against I've your got cool. So what is your cool rating? Greens. And then I've also got plausible deniability okay. as a talent. 
which removes one setback per rank on coercion and deception. Oh, that won't. Oh, that works for me. Never mind. Okay. District. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Somebody's, I got four, somebody's trying to coerce. Yeah, I got four greens. That's so it. So I'm, I'm building the purple dies. That's it. Okay. No, that's not bad. So that is going to translate to uh, four purple dice. And he's only got two green dice. And I'm going to give him a setback because um, he's drunk and he's not that intimidating. So let me see here. Ooh. All right. So not only did he fail his role, he got two disadvantages. Um, you know what? I, for your next role, if you were going to make another, uh, actually, whatever your next role is, you get a boost die. Boost die, okay, got it. Brian? So just kind of remember that. Whatever, cool. Yeah, whatever your next role is in this encounter, you get a boost die. All right. Now, um, Thomas, we're going to say, yes, should I assume my blaster drawn to and, arrive uh, at the scene? Yeah, my blaster is drawn. <clears throat> okay, um, Matt. Um, is, while this is going turn. on, I mean, we're all on the veranda. These, you know, big wigs in town, kind of yeah. looking at this. Swarg is Swarg is sipping yeah. his whiskey. I, Zask is upstairs, entertained. He's he's anxious. To I'm see gonna you guys. try to uh, make a joke to the Contessa and try to see if I can uh, uh, improve my standing with her. Just a little bit. Uh, I'm not expecting much here, but just to play off the fact that Swarg wants to make sure the Empire doesn't, uh, you know, have interest in us. I'm just going to kind of make a joke about how uh, the yokels uh, and the kind of entertainment that goes on here is sure to gonna keep sure to keep the Empire and the Imperial Senate from uh, getting anywhere near sure. here. So, uh, like, lean in close to the Contessa and make that joke. Okay, I tell you what, it's the base difficulty for this is two difficulty dice and one of the red challenge dice because you had like so many yeah, despairs. I, <laughs> I, I mean, know. you had I know. like, like that's just a ridiculous roll. Um, I'm going to add two more setback dice, and you can bet that until you start gaining some ground, I'm going to continually add two setback dice to any roll concerned. Okay with her this so, okay so you got two purples two blacks one red okay two blacks uh oh okay <laughs> uh you know i think i might burn a force point on this one go for it which means uh you guys have oh, two have... force points and i have and you you can get trust me it the moment is coming when i'm gonna get to uh use these we're we're getting there okay don't worry about it you'll get them back but that's oh, right also i have just rolled the 4d again and in two rounds you can expect that something okay is going to i happen. actually have a wash like there's nothing okay she gives you a side glance and <laughs> she acknowledges that you told a joke. That's great. <laughs> okay. We are back at the top of the round. Now, remember, just because you rolled highest initiative doesn't mean you need to take your turn first. 
However, which means that we have one player turn, then Bobby the Are we, aren't two of us two ahead more of player uh, turns. Billy or Bobby, I mean? No, Bobby. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I marked down in the wrong place. Yeah, two players, one <clears throat> Bobby, then uh, one other player. So are you going to let uh, Max shoot first? Or I'm going to let Max try to talk again. I'm going to cede to Max a little bit uh, so we can seize a little bit more of the control. <laughs> I'm gonna, he is, he as is I'm walking Marshall, up, correct? I'm going to drag off my cigarette and I'm going to yell, um, <clears throat> Billy, you dropped that damn gun unless you're willing to take as good as you give. Uh, uh, do you want to make this? Yeah, like a coercion that sounds role? right. Um, and I'll upgrade it if I can. Yeah. Okay, so that that's your. Okay, so yeah. you basically that's your action. Your yeah, you could use. You still have your maneuver. Um, you know, and social encounters aren't as structured, and I don't want you to waste your maneuver. And I'm sorry, Brian, that I didn't think about this earlier. Can I, with can you I assist him backwards? Um, but Thomas, okay. right. yes, you can. Thomas, add a boost out of your roll, and you're going to be rolling um, Billy the Drunk. You would be rolling against two purples, but I'm going to flip a force point. You've right. got one, cha- uh, one challenge done. Oh, so two instead of one. Okay, gotcha. Excuse me? One purple, one red. All right. I rolled a single success, net success. Billy immediately drops his gun in the dirt. Paf! I'm just trying to say that I got ripped off for the batteries that I found and sold. I'm going to go now. Billy turns to run. Deb or um, Deb or the other guy. Vimont. 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 Whoever wants to go next. Billy has turned to run. However, he used most of his turn to you know talk. So he is still in short range to you. You could still reach him this turn. Deb's going to walk over and pick up the gun. Yeah, no. Wait a second. Yeah, I'm Deb sorry. Is, yeah, interact. Deb, you go yeah, interact. Yeah, so there we go. And that'll, that's all she's got because she did uh, an exchange action for maneuver when I assisted. So that's all I got left. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely good. I'm glad you <laughs> got it because I got lost because we didn't follow the right turn with you. Okay. No, that's all right. We'll do it uh, better next time. So um, you are on the veranda. This is your turn before we start this next round. By the way, the four-sided die is on one now. So this is after after your turn. We have one more turn. Can you tell me, Gary, what that gun is real fast just so I that I picked up? Sure. That gun is going to be a light blaster pistol. Um, Yeah. It's also... uh, Probably not in the best repair. So make a little note that until that is repaired, 
Got Whenever it. you Thank try you. to use it, you will get one black setback dice. I'll uh, I'll kind of watch Billy run off, uh, and then turn to the group, and not just the Contessa. Uh, just turn to the group and uh, uh, make a joke about uh, how nothing exciting ever happens around here, and then just. All right, you know what? Um, I want you to make a make another charm check, and I would like you to uh, make. That's going to be a hard check. Three purple dice, and we're doing it for. We're going to do it for the general reaction of okay. the group. Uh, four successes and two threats. Okay. Um, everybody giggles, maybe even the Contessa, but she probably tries to hold it in. Uh, your two threats, I want you to take another point of strain. Um, you, you just, you, you obviously are feeling a little bit of, of stress trying to get these people and you can really feel the hate. Oh, oh, you don't need to give me a, a, a number. I've been feeling this entire (laughs) encounter. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, while you're there, Zasks raises his heavy blaster rifle. Boss, let me get him. I can get him. I can take him from right here. Swarg kind of looks around to get the general reaction. And Matt, he looks at you. What do you think? Do we let him run or do we stop him? Uh. I am going to, uh, I will, hmm. I'm going to deflect. I'm actually going to deflect to say I'm not the law around here. Aren't you? And kind of give him a little charm on that one too. Uh, Well, we're not going to make another check because you've already already made your check. Um, But what we will do is he grunts a little bit. (laughs) Politicians. (laughs) And... He and he uh, leans down on the rail and he yells uh, towards Max, "Do some law stuff!" And he gestures to Drunk Bobby. Obviously, most people are waiting to see if you're going to shoot this guy or if you're going to mm-hmm. let him run. And it is your turn. Well, actually, no, it's not. We're at the top of the round. This is the last round. We have two player turns. Bobby will take his turn. He's obviously going to run and duck into an alley or something. I'm gonna slip away. Uh, how far away? And then we have player turn. Is he? Who would? He would still. Actually, at this point, he would be in. So I can't. I can't you know, move to engage him. Can I? Right? Or let me see. I can take two maneuvers, right? Can't I? Uh, no. Yeah, that, uh, two maneuvers, yes, two maneuvers mm-hmm. would put you in, in the same gotcha. range band as him, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't have an action. Right, right. Um, but you could trade your action I'm, for a maneuver. I'm just going to set my blaster to stun and fire and it at him, then. him. Okay, um, would you like to use your maneuver? Yeah, I'll just move closer to him. Closer range. Okay, you're just going to move closer, so we're going to make that... Okay, so, well, if he's at medium from you right now, uh-huh. 
and you use mm -hmm. one range band to move, you wouldn't because it takes two. It's two maneuvers <laughs> to get to the same range. See, uh, this is here. We go. Star Wars range bands. God damn it! Uh, I can move into short range. So it'd be though, right? one maneuver to move yeah, anywhere yeah. within short range. Yeah. Okay. You can move into yeah, short range. Well, and it's one purple shot, right? in short range. Be the two purples. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. One purple. Uh, and no, is there any advantages so. for your guns or talents or anything like that? Okay. Then, yeah, you're just rolling against All right, I'll use one of our uh, upgrades. Yeah. One of the force points. All right. So I'm rolling right. uh, against one purple. I rolled one success and one advantage. One success and one advantage. Damage okay. Is so, what is the six. damage for your gun? So, that's seven. Yeah. So, you had one six. So, that's, yeah, six damage plus one success is seven damage. Mm -hmm. He has a soak of two, um, which is five damage. He's also a, a okay. and this is sort of a technical rule saying he's also a minion. Right. So, he doesn't really take strain. So, he just goes down. He, <laughs> you stunned him in the street. He went face down in the dirt. All right. Um, right as his face hits the dirt, as you hear Zask laughing on the veranda above, <laughs> I love this. You know, he's really excited by this. Um, all of you feel a rumbling underneath your feet. It's like an earthquake, sort of, but it's it's faster. It's like a vibration almost. And then you feel a big as if something and you hear from north away from you hear a huge explosion of some sort. But it's from it's not like it's loud, like it's close. It's like it's far away and you could hear it and you could feel it in that same instant. Um, Zima, you see uh Jinji, the Wookiee, put his arms around the Contessa, almost covering her with her with his robes, and he is through that door and almost out of the office with her before anybody can say anything. Okay, Zask is kind of still laughing about the guy that got shot in the street. To tell you the honest truth, um, as you see, Jinji run into the street, you see the lat, you you hear it before you see it, but it comes in hot and it <laughs> into the street. She motions to Deb, she sees you, she motions to you, she sees the marshal, she thinks that something is happening and she's motioning. Max, we can say that you went downstairs as well, Zamont. Um Vim Vimont. Um and she's just motioning for people to get in the ship, almost like it's a rescue mission. Oh. And this is the kind of ship that would, you know, hold 30 clones in full armor. So there's plenty of room. Um, are you Am I close enough to grab Bobby? Um, okay, I'm just going to grab could, him by you know his what? shirt I will and grant uh, you cuss, yes. say, God damn it, and then uh, head for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. All right. So you all get on the ship. 
Um, and it takes off real quick. Uh, you see Genji is definitely on guard. Not only did you guys get in the ship, but so did One Lum, Swarg, Dr. Billy, and Zask. Um, it's not really cramped, although it may be cozy. This is an old lat that has been furnished. Um, you hear on the intercom, you hear, Contessa, there's been some kind of blow up at the mine. We don't know what's going on. We need to get rescue crews down there now. And it sounds very, you know what, actually, what would be a good knowledge role? I have, I have underworld. I don't know if that's appropriate. May uh, I do. Mm. do you I've have got underworld. I also, yeah, I got I got ranks in that. I mean, I've got knowledge underworld. I got career, lore, education, and core worlds, but no ranks in them. Let's do. Let's if you have lore, let's do a. Um, Let's do a hard three purples against your knowledge lore skill. Now, here's the thing about this game. You can make a role for any skill, Got even yeah. if you don't have a okay. rank in that skill. Got okay? It. So if I can get everybody to do knowledge lore, and three successes, it's going to be difficult, so it's going to be three purple dice. Net. I have a net of one threat. Okay. Uh, hold on. I lost the die. Okay. Uh, I rolled uh, zero, nothing. Watch. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Um, so, real quick, uh, Vermont, you start getting a very familiar feeling. As the ship turns and starts heading sort of to the northwest of the town, going towards the mine, you start getting that weird hair-raising feeling that's its the thing that sets you apart from everyone else. It's that thing you don't really understand what's going on. You can't tell if it's good or bad, but it's, it's, that, it's that unexplainable feeling that Okay. It's the force, dude. It's the force. I, I knew okay. what you were getting at. I knew All what right. you were getting at. <laughs> you feel the force. Um, Brian, I want to talk to you about where your character was during the Clone Wars real quick and what contact, what brief contact. <laughs> you know, Deb's main with experience the with a clone during the Clone Wars was just in trying to learn uh, – to kind of like learn what what it was that they uh, what what their next steps were going to be like what what were they going to do after the Clone Wars and try to set up right so you so you had interactions with them neutral but would you business say you were friendly yeah. or was it she, more she, wanted, of a she didn't want to get too wrapped up of... into all of that but there was maybe a couple that she had okay. in proximity she had indifference but not anything unfavorable. Got you. Well, you know without a shadow of doubt that the voice that came through that comm link was from a clone. That is an accent that you would never mistake for anyone else, for anything else. Okay. Now, 
we are close to the 90 minute point really quick. We're going to take a 10 minute break. Told, if you guys have time. about 20 I'm, more minutes, great. we can wrap this up. Just like a, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, are you yep. guys okay? You guys oh yeah. Okay yeah. With that? yeah. Oh, this right. is awesome. Everybody like a comic. So I love far? it. Are we good? Okay. Okay, guys. All right. Great. So All right, I see will uh, get back Sounds to you guys good. at nine. Show starts in eight minutes. Yum, yum. It's time for a tasty and refreshing snack. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. I'm glad we did that. What's up, Brian? Just waiting for Thomas. All righty. Man, I wish if y'all were here, I'd play music and everything. (laughs) (laughs) That is missing. I find when, when I play a Star Wars game with people, I almost always have music going. And you just can't. You know, copyright. Yeah. So, hey, Thomas. Hello. Okay. So, when we last left our heroes, you guys were all in the lat. Majority of the town, including a stunned, uh, drunk Billy. Um, and you were heading towards a mining disaster. Uh, the lat set down, and it um, sort of at the the base of the closest mountain. One of the things about this place is there are in the background of everything, there are mountains. So we could say that at some distance, you know, you have to take a vehicle. There is a mountain range to the north. All right. And they take you to the very beginning of the mountain range and set down and you see a mine shaft. um, And there's all kinds of rubble out front of it. You see some injured miners. um, And there's a few droids here and there kind of, moving debris in and out of what looks like some kind of collapse. Uh, the Contessa is seems to be very concerned, and she runs over uh, to talk to the foreman, and of course, Jinji is no less than two feet behind her, um, while the rest of you are just kind of standing around in front of this ship. Uh, what would you like to do with these first moments? I would like to use, uh, a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing deception, but basically I want to lean over to, um, Swarg and, and, and kind of act concerned, like how is this going to infect, uh, affect, you know, future investments in this, uh, settlement? Like, I know what I'm talking about and yeah. I'm trying to get him to tell me some more information about like what the, what's in the mind. Okay. Um, he, he kind of, you know, he, he doesn't, he realizes that you're digging, you know, he knows that you just want to know. Um, and he tells, you know, the Contessa has a, the largest spread here by far bigger than any of the other claims put together. She has every kind of resource you can imagine. She grows food, she ranches, and there is a mine. What they mine, none of my business. 
but I like to know things that aren't my business. Simple ores, nothing special. Okay. All right. <clears throat> um, the Contessa comes over to everybody and she says, I'm sorry, I guess I was just being a little alarmist when when the shaking started, I thought it was some kind of, of, of an earthquake or, or disaster. Um, I'm sure you want to get back to your property and, and make sure there's no damage to your shop. And she sort of looks at you, Deb, when she says that and acknowledges your presence. Um, and then she uh, turns to Max. She says, Marshall, I'm not sure where or when your jurisdiction begins or ends, but you're welcome to stay and help if you would like. All of you are welcome to stay and help. And if not, we'll have the ship take you back to town. Oh, I can't miss out on such an interesting chain of events. I appreciate the chance to travel in such fine comfort as this vessel. She'll just kind of pat the pillows and kick back with her feet up. Okay. So you're just going to stay in the ship? Are you? She's basically asking, do you want to help with this mine situation or do you want to go back to town and oh no i want to help yeah yeah okay I'm sorry yeah i didn't realize we landed oh yeah okay i'll uh okay. i'll definitely stay to uh i guess quote unquote help i, I want to snoop essentially i want to figure out what's going on here of course you I'll, do. I'll... <laughs> okay and marshall the the yeah. contessa is is looking at you and Tell that maybe she's she's judging you just a little bit, trying to figure out what kind of person you may be. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'll, I'll light a death stick and uh, smoke it and uh, say, well, uh, I've done my work for the day, so I've got nothing but time. She frowns just a little at the death stick and says, well, thank you. I appreciate it very much. Now, Everybody kind of walks over towards where the foreman is. Now, all of the miners are in full suits. Um, their helmets and everything, whatever they do, they're, you know, they're in a, a protective breathing apparatus, I guess. But it is a full helmet. You can't really tell who's who or what's what. But the Contessa, you hear her walk over to the foreman and she says, take care of your men. Get everybody to the infirmary. We'll have the droids remove the rubble and then we'll search inside for any survivors. And they do. They follow orders. Um, and the men actually have their own uh, you know, land speeders. They load up on those and they start heading, I guess, towards an infirmary somewhere that I hadn't planned to plan out. <clears throat> um, and... Uh, you guys were left there in front of the mine. After, you know, a couple minutes, you hear a roar from Gingy. And the Contessa says, we've broken through. Quick, quick. Let's, we've got to look for any survivors that may be in there. Everybody, come help. You call them survivors. I call them future customers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to assume that everybody helps mm -hmm. and you kind of walk in, whether you're grousing about it or not, you know, everybody's sort of helping to move rock a bit. And uh, there's a, a hole large enough for one person to walk through to, to get through, but it is completely dark. Everybody's kind of looking at each other like, who will go first? I'll go first. And okay, Yeah, because the Contessa went to go first, but Gingy stopped her. 
So as you move forward, Jinji gives you a little Wookiee thank you um, and hands you a small, I guess, flashlight or torch of some sort. Light stick or whatever they're called. Yeah, like a light stick. Star Wars paraphernalia to make light is what you get. Um, When you walk through, what you see is that they've actually busted through, the mine shaft is actually busted through to a large cavern. Now, and when I say a large cavern, I mean like a football field or more, wide and deep. Um, There, you know, it's there's some pools of water there seems to be a blue reflection off of everything and the walls seem to sparkle just a bit Hmm. okay um are you while you guys are outside it becomes obvious that jinji will not let the contessa enter by herself but she steps through anyway she's the second one through jinji is the third one through swarg says you know, I think um, I'm gonna guard the ship. I don't even know if I'll fit through that hole. I'll I'll tell Swarg. I'll I'll, I'll take a look and then let you know what I find. Ah, good man, good man. Save a and, drink of whiskey you know, for me. Yeah, well, since you're going, there's no need to send Zask. I guess Zask, you stay here with me. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> very well. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Understand, Swarg is a coward. No, no, it's, it's all good. So am okay. I. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, are you entering the cavern? I mean, um, and, and, and is, is, where's Bobby? Is Bobby passed out on the ship? Is he? Where's Bobby's? Bobby's passed out on the lat. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say that you guys bound his hands. Okay. I have cuffs. Um, you know, I cuffed him. I'm sure. Yeah. We'll say that he can't get anywhere, but he when you guys left, he wasn't he still wasn't making any noise. Yeah, I mean she's going to go ahead and go in last. Uh okay. you know, because this is not really her domain, but she'll go in and uh and uh have the light blaster uh from Bobby in, in hand. And but she's also just kind of looking back in the direction of Swarg with a little bit of a head tilt. Just kind of, you know, like a heads up, like, uh, we good? You know, like that sort of thing. So, yeah. Fellow <clears throat> um, businessman. As, as he, he gives you, he would give you a nod, but he's more concerned with not being anywhere near that entrance. Um, so he may, he gives you a little wave um, as he encourages Zask. You know, he's kind of pulling Zask closer. Come on, come on, come on. We, got, we should go. We should go. Um, and they disappear. So, when you guys get into the cavern, the the it's rocky, and not only is it rocky, it's a it's a little damp. It's have you ever been to um, oh, New Mexico, man? What's that place, Carlsbad? Um, anyway, it's it's a cavern. There's a lot of dripping water. Like I say, there's a glowing. Any any physical checks that you guys are going to have to make will have a setback die due to the, the wet ground, at least a setback die. Uh, there's plenty of room for you guys to spread out. The Contessa doesn't seem to be too worried about her safety. However, Jinji is um, definitely you know right next to her. Uh, she continues to walk further into the cavern, amazed. She's like, I wonder you know, how long this has been here and 
what is that sparkle? And if I could have everybody roll a knowledge lore check with three purples. And um, Matt, why don't you have Vmont add a force die to that roll? Okay. What do we get? One advantage, three failures. Okay. Yeah. So you don't know exactly what the sparkles are. Um, for your advantage. Oh, you know what we forgot to do after that last encounter? I'm so sorry. Would everybody make a cool roll? And if you've lost any strain, add the hits. Heal strain. We're healing strain from the last encounter. Make a cool roll. And just a simple cool roll. And however many hits you get, that's how many strain you heal. Does that make sense? So I got two successes, so I heal two strain. You heal two strain. Ad yes, advantages sir. don't mean anything. Nope. Okay, great. Okay, so once again, make a knowledge lore skill. Brian, you don't know what is making things sparkle. However, you being a shopkeeper and having dealt in many goods, you've never seen whatever this is in the walls, you've never seen anything like it before. You know that it is ultra rare. How's that for your advantage? Nice Chinese, she'll say. Yes. I got uh, three successes and one threat. What did your four, did you roll a force die with yeah. that? That, What'd you get? that had two uh, advantages on it. I mean, two light side pips? Oh, I rolled the wrong die. Son of a. Yeah, force die. I, I, hit a, I used boost by accident. Let me redo that. All right. Okay. This time I have. Ugh. Uh, two despair and two white pips, two force, light side. I guess two force. Okay. Um. <clears throat> hmm. You know that this is. You don't have the words for it because you don't even have the words for the force. But you know that whatever that rock is, it is intrinsically connected to those feelings that you have. It is also hits you so hard. Just this, not necessarily that these stones are negative, that, you know, these sparkles, whatever it is that is in here, these crystals are, it's negative to you, but just the, the sheer force of it all, the magnitude of it in that room, you're going to take four strain damage. And you are going to fall to your knees, and you are going to empty your stomach. Oh, okay. Like, everybody notices. Not only does everybody notice, though. Um, actually, before we go into that, mm -hmm. Thomas, uh, what did... Wait a second. How many despairs did you say you rolled? Oh, I just deleted it. Uh, you, mean you mean failures, did, did right? We, not despairs. You mean failures, right? Not despairs. 
Oh yeah, failures. Dis- yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay, okay. Whew. Okay, good. I thought you said. I despair. did say despair, right, but Tom- I, I meant failure. Yeah. Okay, Thomas. What did you? One failure and one advantage. One failure and one mm-hmm. advantage. You're kind of in the same mm-hmm. boat. You're you're pretty. You don't know what it is, but it, you know that it's mm-hmm. rare. You know whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, really quickly, I would like everybody to make a perception roll, and I would like it to be easy. One purple die. Okay. One success. Okay. Four successes, one disadvantage. Okay. One success, one advantage. All of you notice that Gingy and the Contessa not only are the first to notice that Vermont has fallen to the ground, struck by whatever it is, but they look at each other in a in a way that is maybe more knowing than what everybody else they they give each other a knowing glance i'm gonna and the contessa reaches vermont the contessa who hated you reaches down and puts a hand on your shoulder and say and asks you very tenderly do you think you'll be okay uh i'm going to Roll, I guess, uh, deception, and I'm just gonna say, ah, it's the, it's the, it's the dust in the air. Uh, I, I think I should leave and uh, try to make my way out. But I definitely want to, what, hide the, uh, down, downplay See, any, you know, weirdness, and just say, okay. I'm not used to this. I, <laughs> you Jinji, know? uh, Jinji steps over to you for the first time in a non-threatening way. And he sort of squares his shoulders up and makes a little wookie roar. And the Contessa says, he thinks you should stay. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, 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 I'll stay. But uh, I'm not going to get into a fight with a Wookiee, especially with one brawn. Okay. So I'll walk over and give him you... a, a cigarette and tell him uh, it helps, it helps the air sickness. <laughs> <laughs> Death Calm your nerves. The Contessa waves her hand in front of her nose and she's and she gives you a very quizzical look, um, Vermont. And as if she doesn't quite understand you. You know, it's it's um you have now become a puzzle to her. So you walk a bit deeper into the cavern until finally you see what looks like a carved chamber. And what I mean by that is you're walking through the cavern and then all of a sudden these slippery rocks that you've been having to deal with start being carved into steps that go up. And these steps uh, sort of, I guess they'd be 30, 40 feet across or whatever. And huge, not up. I mean, these are regular steps, but there's like a huge building, I would say. It's going towards another huge doorway that has been carved. You see symbols carved into this stone. You see larger examples of the crystals pulled from the wall and set 
and you know put like mind out of the cave and set decoratively into this sort of half chamber there is at the very end of this chamber there is a very large door we're talking maybe 20 30 feet high and in the middle amongst all these symbols is a stone dais it almost looks like the room was carved from solid rock and the stone dais is just sticking perfectly square and on top of it sits a small metal box Vermont, as you put your foot on the first step, all of the symbols light up. You hear a rumbling. Would everybody please roll initiative? Oh, so this is why I don't like playing for a sensitive character. <laughs> <laughs> Should we roll cool or vigilance? Um, so I'm going to say Did let's you? do vigilance. Let's go ahead and do Vigilance. Y'all are going to be really upset. Oh, I got six successes. That's a... Wow. So we got six. The force is with me tonight. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Uh, Brian. Uh, Deb's got two successes and one advantage. I have one success and two advantage. One success and two advantage. Um, I just rolled for Jinji, and he had three success and one advantage. And the Contessa has two success straight up. And the Rancor that comes bursting <laughs> through the doorway <laughs> has four successes. Now, um, y'all heard yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Rancor. The, the large black-skinned rancor comes bursting through the doorway, giving a roar. The symbols are, it's almost like they're spotlights from a, a stage somewhere shooting up. You know, it's, the walls are shaking. And I will remind you that Edge of the Empire is a game where sometimes people run away. However, before you run away from an angry rancor, I would like one more knowledge lore roll out of all of you, and I would like it to be against three purple dice. And if anybody would like to use a boost, a uh, force point, you have one left. So that boost I, I had earlier, though, I lose because I didn't use it on my next check, right? Well, you know what, man? Why don't you go ahead and keep it? We weren't paying a whole lot of attention. And the boost is the blue? Got it. Yes. I have two successes with four threats. Two successes. Okay. One success, one threat. I'm sorry. What did you say again? One success and one threat for Deb. Okay. One failure, one advantage. Okay. Um, oh, the best way to do this, Matt, you know that you should run from this rancor. Your character is not a hero. Vimont's not going to take on a rancor, but that little metal box on that dais 
is calling to you the way heroin calls to a junkie. Oh, okay. Uh, it is inside your head. It wants you to take it. Okay. Well, uh, so all right, all right. real quick, initiative wise, just because you, you got initiative does not mean that you go first. So we have one player spot before the rancor goes. Who wants to make what move? By the way, the box on the dais is in short range, so it would be a maneuver to try to lift it. Okay. So, uh, what act? Okay. So, what what actions can you do in a round in a combat round? Okay. So the way it works is you get one incidental. Okay. One maneuver. Maneuvers are like aiming, changing stance, interacting with the environment getting in a car, out of a car, that kind of thing. Okay. An action is when you make a check, right? An action is going to be when you roll a die, pretty much. When you go to attack or, you know, whatever. Okay, maneuver action. You can, you can sacrifice an action for a second maneuver. So, for example, moving is a maneuver, okay. right? You don't, you don't roll for that. So you could, say, take a maneuver to, because you're in short range, take a maneuver to grab the box and then take another maneuver to start running away. Well, that's exactly what I think. You like can also uh, you can take strain to take an extra maneuver, right? In addition to right, you can also take right. You could take two strain to take an extra maneuver and still have your action. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I could. Okay. Oh well, then I think I want to yes. do that. I'm willing to do that. I I have seven strain left after doing that. Um, okay, so you want to use one maneuver to grab the box, yes. right? You want to use another maneuver. Action. Hold on, you can't have more than two maneuvers. Oh, oh okay. No, you can. You can only you, have. You get one free, and then you can take strain to take another. Yeah. Right. So you can do a second maneuver. So you can move twice. So you can move once. That will put right. you within short range, and then you have an action left. Okay, and I can't turn that action into a third maneuver to no. run? No. Right. You don't can't. you want to so, pick it up, right? That's the action, I assume. Yeah, that would be the action. Oh, actually. right. Yeah, the maneuver would be getting it, right? Going to get it. Oh. Yes. Thanks, Thomas. All right, no all right, so, right, all right so yeah, maneuver to move up there, action to pick it up, and then I guess my... I'm not exactly sure where my location is compared to... The rancor okay, is. So, if you just visualize that. Yeah. So the rancor is at the door, and since you have moved away, you are in medium range of the rancor, which means it it will take it a if you do not move, it will have to spend its entire turn to get in the same range band. It'll take two maneuvers to get to medium range. Okay. But I can, I'm out and well, um, a rancor is there. It depends on how you stat bad guys. Mm -hmm. This particular bad guy can spend uh, strain to take an extra maneuver if I chose for him to okay. do that. It, but it might just be easier for him to hit whoever's closest. All right. So I use the maneuver to get there, an action to pick it up. Then I will use two strain for another maneuver to head back. Gotcha. So I am as far away from that thing as possible. Yes, you you are. You're at medium range of that thing. Okay. Uh, now we have the Rancor's turn. The Rancor takes a swipe. 
Olympics. Hang on real quick. Let me. Okay, so I'm rolling a lot of dice here. Um, if you were to see this dice pool, you would see that there are quite a few opposition dice. So the Rancor is rolling five greens and one yellow for his claw swipe. He is attacking Genji. Genji is rolling. So the opposing... Actually, no, that's not how it works. Shit. He's got... Let me see. Two purples plus uh, Genji. What else would he have? We're going to upgrade it. Anyway, point being. Oh, my goodness. One, two, three. Genji. Actually, it's only three hits. Genji's a very powerful Wookiee. Genji is a very powerful Wookiee. Genji does, however, go sailing through the air, and as he's sailing past you, you also see a spout of blood coming from his chest. Like, he's a big Wookiee. He just got hurt really, really got a claw in the chest. He is down. He's got to be drug out of there. All right. Next turn goes to the Contessa. The Contessa runs to Genji. That will be her maneuver. And as her action, she is going to try to pick him up to get him out of there. Would somebody like to use their maneuver? Their, would that be a maneuver or an action to assist? That'd be a maneuver. Would somebody like to give their maneuver? I certainly cannot. Uh bypass such a great opportunity to get into the countess's countess's good graces so yeah i will be spinning let me roll this to assist as deb rushes in there gotcha okay so you and the contessa are actually able to get gingy up into sort of a, you know i mean he's big but you've got him in a place you can kind of drag let's go big guy let's go big guy on the move Okay, so now we have a player spot. Player, go. Uh, Whoever's or is everybody I'll, just running? I'll, fire, I'll take, take an action shot? and fire at him and then run. All right, so go for it. What range did you say he was in? That the ranker was in? Um, well, since you're not moving away from him, it's short. short. Okay. So remember, maneuvers and actions don't have to go right, out right, of right. order. That's another, sorry, another yeah. tip. So you could take yeah. your shot and use your maneuver. Yeah, I'm going to get away. Uh, so that's one purple, okay. right? Okay. Yes, sir. All right, I rolled. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I rolled a triumph and one net failure and three advantage. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is why triumph is in the game. You, your blaster bolt did not hit the Rancor. However, you got a big movie moment. You got a big Han Solo turns around and blindly hits Boba Fett's jetpack with a steel mm-hmm. bar and Boba Fett's out of the game. <laughs> would you like me to narrate yeah, a triumph yeah, ahead, or yeah, would yeah. you, you would no, like you can, to do, you it? Can do it? Yeah. Okay. 
you fire your blaster bolt, which actually deflects off the skin of the Rancor, hitting one of the weaker stalactites. <laughs> Everything crumbles for a bit. The symbols get really bright. Uh, Vermont hears a voice in his head telling him, run, run, to the point where Vermont finds himself screaming, <laughs> run, run. Everybody is running. Everybody's hoping to drag Gingy out. The Rancor backs up as the, as the room collapses. The Rancor backs up into his door. And all you see is the black skin and nails of the Rancor stained with the blood of Gingy as it disappears into blackness. You guys get out of the part of the cavern that seems to be man-made. You know, more towards the entrance. Um, it's not collapsing any further. You can still see the sparkles, but the door in that chamber are now covered in rubble. Nothing is coming out, but under that rubble is a door to a rancor. Do with that as you will. You guys make your way outside uh, to the lot. Some people run out and... You know, as you were up there, everything's kind of, you know, it's that movie slow motion getting out of the dangerous place. And Contessa. the Contessa was on a com communicator. And by the time you get out, there's medical droids, um, kind of like from Empire from the Strikes Back, that are, are working on Jinji right away as they load him in the lat. Everybody breathes a heavy sigh of relief. As things are kind of calming down and everybody's getting stable. Drinking water, just kind of getting over the experience. The Contessa walks past Vermont and looks you right in the eye and says, we have many things to talk about. And then you hear Gingy from the lat as if he heard everything with his Wookiee dog ears. <laughs> uh, Swarg is very glad to be back. Uh, that all of you are back and that all of you are alive. And Zask is uh, looking at, at Max like, ah, you get to have all the fun. And that's pretty much it, guys. Fish eye in. <laughs> so, um, actually, we have time for questions. There, there could be... Yeah, we could say that was the end of that particular episode. If you have any questions now... Actually, in character, in game, if there was any kind of last interactions you may have wanted to have. You know, Deb was... Uh, she was being so helpful. But on her way out... You know, there there was some of those random crystals that were very rare and a little skullduggery maybe uh, in her post-credits sequence. Uh, maybe she's got a little chance to maybe procure. Absolutely. In Deb's, in Deb's post-credits scene, we see that she has a small bag full of a good-sized handful of those crystals. Absolutely. Nice. All right. All right. Um, Anybody else? Uh, I got a lot to digest, so I actually have no. I, I don't really have anything at the moment. What are you talking about? Okay, you grew up. You have I'll nothing you... to digest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I don't know if I need to tell you, um, but you know there are things that the players know that the characters mm -hmm. don't know, right? Um, it would be very easy for you to look into any Jedi lore oh, and I, find out. I, what I, that box I, is I know what it holding. is, but I'm not gonna. I, 
Okay, so you ha- yeah, you have a Jedi yeah. holocron. However, you don't know what exactly. the Jedi are. Yep. Really. You know, you it's you might have heard a story, um, but you know that this box, the cave made you sick, the box talked to you. What the fuck is going yep. on? Exactly. Um, yeah, so your post credit scene is just you being a neurotic mess with this box on your bedroom floor while you pace around with your big furry boffin <laughs> feet. Uh, I don't mean to take that away from you. I'm just saying that, you know, that's what I imagine. Thomas, did you have any final uh, questions? I'm going to sit on the, uh, the edge of the, the lat and, uh, smoke a death stick. And I'm going to reach over and hold, uh, Bobby's nose until he wakes up. That'll be my last thing. <laughs> Bobby, okay. Bobby wakes up. God damn. Where's the, oh shit. And he's just really sad. What you gonna do with me now? I'll give him a drag. Thanks, boss. And fish I am. Okay, each of you, um, because if we were to continue, um, I do kind of want you guys to advance into the mid ranges a little quicker than normal. So I would go ahead and give you twenty XP right now. And you can spin that in any way you see fit. It works just like character creation, where it's, you know, your skill time, you know, whatever the level is, times 10 plus five if it's a non-career skill. And you can also, you know, buy talents from your talent tree. Mm-hmm. Spot on. All right. Cool. Okay, so uh, I don't know who's got to rush out of here or what's going on. I understand if you no guys got to get out of here, but does anybody have 15, 20 minutes for yeah, post-game yeah. talk? All right, cool. Okay, so first off, uh, your obligation took up more game time than the adventure <laughs> did, just so you know. Uh, rolling, yeah, I wasn't ready for the obligation. Um <clears throat> I mean, I wasn't ready for it to be group obligation. And so I just had to make up a way real quick for you guys. So the whole first part of that adventure was, well, let's see what happens. Right. <laughs> wow. So you, that was all off the, off the cuff that you, you really were just rolling with the punches there. Yeah. The only, the only thing planned, the only thing planned was the mine and the mine actually had well, I, the mine isn't wasn't really planned out except for that one chamber, but I did have a few other things that I might have thrown in. But I felt like we had gotten a really good night in, and I kind of wanted to get right. to the punch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, all right. Critiques, questions, rules, questions, um, anything like that. Well, I'll just uh, start out because I think you know, like last time when we we're making characters. I said that my first time playing this system, this game uh, was not good and left a really bad taste in my mouth. Uh, Sir, very, very awesome job tonight. Uh, Mm -hmm. I love this game. This is a really cool system. It's a little, little crunchy uh, for my taste, but I definitely uh, would feel comfortable gaming it, like running it now after your tutorial and uh what you did tonight so you redeemed the game uh for me uh this was this was awesome yeah oh, no this great. this was well done well done thanks well i will tell you this one thing that i'm going to critique myself on is that advantages should really be spent by players 
you know, the players are the ones yeah. who should really come up with things. But I find that when you get new players, sometimes you kind of have to give the seeds. You kind of yeah, have to give sure. examples of how that's done. And yeah. then you oh, can move. I'm glad there. you were doing so, that because I would have been lost. I mean, wait, I'm still trying to get which dice I'm using, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, hey, Matt, whenever you said that the right. first, like, if you had to, to pinpoint what was uh, a, a distinctive um, or, or technique as a GM that Gary did differently, mm-hmm. I mean, without. And just in case that other guy listens to this podcast, you don't want to down a buddy. <laughs> or, but, but what would you say was like was a GM technique that you really enjoyed that you saw that, that that Gary did that made you enjoy this better than the other time you did it? Well, I think it's a combination of two things: no, a knowledge and, and and mastery of the rules. Like you know, the first time we we played, it was the first time that that game master uh, had played it, so he was still kind of fumbling around with what to do. Um, and, uh, Gary's flexibility. And I think no, knowing the rules, I think, especially for any game that's kind of crunchy and, uh, uh, somewhat heavy on the rules, uh, your flexibility will increase the more you understand the rules implicitly. Right. So like my first experience, I have a feeling he had like this one thing in mind and things went off the rails real quick and, you know, he got. He was just fumbling the entire time, trying to figure out what to do, what to roll, how to handle it. Where you know, Gary's like, "Oh, obligation, not prepared for this." Okay, so this is what happens, guys. And you know, with that understanding of the rules, you know, doing something off the cuff, you know, okay, this is a deception roll. Okay, this is a charm roll, and you just it just did it. Um, I have to say that's what it really was the the game changer for me. Well, I, I'll say this for anybody that wants to run this game. You absolutely have to be flexible. I mean, when you guys were rolling dice, imagine, you know, Brian, you, you're, what is it, your charm rolls, your negotiation, you're rolling two greens and two yellows. Is that is that good? Right. Now imagine. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Think of it this way. You're, when you, you've got. 20 experience right Mm -hmm. is that what i said so and then i think you have like another five so if you had five more experience you'd be rolling three yellow dice which i don't want to say exponentially but it dramatically increases the number of successes you're going to get you know so yeah that's that's kind of a big deal um i don't know what did you guys mechanically what did you have the most questions about well, um, hmm. well, uh, so when when you were actually coming up with you know difficulty and setback and setting those up, uh, I, I'm assuming there's sort of like a, a set, um, I guess chart or rubric or whatever where they're like, okay, if this is an easy, just do this. If it's a hard, but when we were doing opposed roles against you know the Contessa, when I'm trying to like charm her, right? Clearly, she was rolling against, or I was rolling against something of her, right? Uh, how, yes, you were rolling okay. against her. Cool how how did that translate exactly? So her uh, green dice became your purple dice. Her skill dice became okay. That's your what I figured. Dice. Yeah, the, the game has like mm-hmm. set up opposition then, for certain skills. I think so. Like if you're uh, you're trying to coerce somebody, then you, you roll against their discipline, you know, that kind of thing. 
Right. Right. It's opposing skills. So um, you were rolling against her discipline, discipline or cool. You were trying to charm her, so you were rolling against her cool. Um, and that, if we were sitting at the table, when you were telling me what you wanted to do, what I would have done is I would have put the the opposition dice in front of you so that you could have had a visual representation. And I think what you had there were you had like three purple, and I don't want to look at my book again, but you had uh, three. Um, difficulty dice and one challenge dice, which should indicate to you that she's, you know, right. not to be screwed mm-hmm. with. You know what I mean? In this area, she's, you know, she's a princess. Right. She's a contessa. Right, right. You know what I mean? You're trying to, she's cool. Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, Brian, I, I'm, I'm curious your initial thoughts. So this is one of the reasons why I like to play in sci-fi and not run it because I could not possibly for the life of me, if you told me I'd win a million dollars, I could not facilitate off the cuff. Uh, the, 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 the mood and atmosphere first off, it, it just, it's, it's fun. It's alluring and you do a good job with it because you, you're passionate about it. You found this juxtaposition between the old West aspect and then star Wars and all good GMs fall in love with what they're trying to create. And it makes it a more romantic endeavor for players. Like, so like for me, I wanted to get sucked into Star Wars world. I didn't really care about the mechanics too much. I see what Matt was talking about. I started pulling up some cheat sheets and such so I could I could be a, a productive player uh, in choosing things like the assist. Uh, and then you know, I, w- I was ready to do an aim if I had to. So I was trying to, to do and use the resources that I could use to be a good player. Right. But I really wasn't really worried about that. If we played the entire game just off of narrative agency, I, I found that just fascinating. I don't know how fate or how uh, Genesis or how all these other systems work. Cause I'm just a D 20 baby um, percentile to, I mean, some other TSR stuff, mm-hmm. but from a narrative standpoint, I really right, right. enjoyed just how you handled cut scenes yeah, uh, because that's tricky, right? Trick, you can lose, um, you can lose um, momentum, and I liked, you know, it, an episode of The Mandalorian. You, you know, atmospheric. It's got these different interludes. Uh, you slowed down uh, enough to allow us to catch up. Um, you, you made sure to make, that you didn't outpace us with your passion. That's a mistake that many game masters make. They do get so enthralled in a scene or they do get so excited to start grabbing dice or challenging people that they wind up getting so far ahead of some of their players, especially ones that might be new, that it isn't that the players have a bad time. They just don't know what else they could have done to enjoy the session. So you kind of get the the golden retriever look and they just kind of, rawr, rawr, yeah, that was fun. You know, I didn't feel that. I felt like I got a, a chance to have some fun choices. Yep. I had a chance to listen. I liked hearing my fellow players uh, participate in the narration of their stories. Yeah, That's fun. That's something that I don't get as a DM or GM in 5e. And I, that's, I find that inspirational. Yeah. How can I take, I, I, I briefly tap into that with downtime activities uh, or like, you know, tell me something that, that happened to you uh, during that downtime activity, but that's downtime. Like the way you did it in game. I really enjoyed that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I will say I try to do everything in game. And as far as cut scenes, when I, when I, when I cut, you know, that's because I feel the drag is about to happen. Right. You know what I mean? I don't, I want to, so one of my favorite comic book writers, when he talks about writing, he says, come to the scene late, leave early. And I find that when I apply that to my games, the games seem to have this feeling of movement. You know what I mean? They seem to, you never get stuck. You might cut something off a little bit early, but -hmm. you're never going to drag. You know what I mean? So anyway, well, thank you guys for, for, uh, you know, hanging out and doing yeah, yeah, it. Thomas, Thomas, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Thomas. It's great. Yeah. It. So besides these two guys, fun. every week we get to hear somebody and- different. I, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, we can, I will say, you know, next time around when it's my turn, we can do this or we can talk about continuing this later on. But thanks a lot. This was a lot of fun because I'm going to tell you when, when we first started and we were planning games, as soon as I, you know, I knew I was going to have to do a Star Wars game, but honestly, I wasn't that excited about it. I've been nose deep mm-hmm. in Dungeon Crawl Classics and, you know, a few other things, but planning this adventure and getting out the game master screen and looking through the books again I was like oh this is a really fun system and you have to admit imagine that as your character gets better and you're rolling more advantage and those triumphs are hitting the table more often and you as a player understand the system so that right. you start telling the story you know you think this game can go off the rails now imagine if it was a game where i gave y'all a starship instead of a store right sure you can just get in it and go wherever you want so yeah well hey guys thanks a lot i really appreciate it it was a lot of fun for me too and uh i will absolutely talk to you guys next week i guess absolutely all right guys take care take it easy have a good night I don't know if you guys had fun, but I had a lot of fun. That was really great. I'm pretty rushed towards the end, and we're going to talk about this next episode. Um, But you know, the big surprise from this game was that about 75% of it was completely not thought out. I had kind of worked out um, a couple things, but when I rolled party obligation at the beginning, I made an executive decision to just roll with it and throw it into the story. And it worked, and that's why Obligation is such a good rule. Anyway, guys, thanks for coming back. Uh, We will talk to you next week. Good gaming. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Later. Later.